y'all, what's up? It's those wrestling girls. It's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. And we are here to let you know to tune into Old Face Wrestling because they're one of the best podcasts out. And we follow them, so you should too. So subscribe, hit that button, and listen for the latest in wrestling news. Later. Hey, this is Sofia Lopez from Women of Wrestling. And you are watching Old Face Wrestling. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by the Becky Lynch hype girl, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us today, Stephanie. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So, Stephanie, um, today we're going to talk about the NXT invasion and what we think about it so far. But before we do that, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Well, uh... I'm a huge wrestling fan. Um, I've been watching wrestling since I was about six years old. Um, and I kind of left for a while uh, in my 20s, if you will, um, just because I wanted to be 20. Uh, <laughs> and uh, to be honest, not much was capturing me back then. Um, I think once the rock and the stone cold kind of fell off, I did too, to be honest. Um, and the women back then were still doing kind of you know, the risque stuff with the bra and panty matches and evening gown matches. And while I liked some of the women, it just wasn't something that resonated with me. So, you know, I kind of fell off for a little bit. Um, but uh, I came back around 2015. And um, it was actually the women who brought me back, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool. But um, I live in Arizona, and I have a family. Uh, but uh, I also, I think one of my passions, obviously, is talking to the wrestling community and communicating with them and talking to them and going over storylines and scenarios and all that type of stuff. So uh, it's one of my passions. It's something I love doing. Um, and to be honest, I do it for fun and people gravitate towards me, which is awesome because <laughs> um, I just like talking to people. So it's a little about me. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, same thing with me. Like I got, I was into wrestling as a kid, you know, around the same age as you. Um, I got out of it though, more so around middle school. And then I actually got back into it when I was 20. Um, so I got back into it back in like 2010. So a little bit of a different era. You got back into it more in like the, the revolution era. I got into it more in the divas era. So we experienced a little bit of different things, but yeah, same, same kind of storyline right there. All right, so now let's get to this NXT invasion. So um, first of all, like, how do you feel about NXT actually finally being a part of the Survivor Series pay-per-view? Uh, which is pretty cool. I'm going to Survivor Series this year. Um, I've never been. So I was obviously fully expecting, you know, Raw versus SmackDown, and I was all ready for it. And when they threw NXT in, I was kind of like, oh, my God, this is going to be so awesome. Uh, I think um, I'm still trying to figure out how some of these matches are going to work with like 15 people. <laughs> um, but it's cool to see like new matchups and like uh, some of these NXT people who have really captured a lot of the wrestling community, um, even ones that have kind of fell, fallen off, you know, from the main roster, um, you know, are not as interested in the main roster. NXT has seemed to capture those people. Uh, so I think it's kind of bringing all the worlds together. Um, so I'm actually really excited about it. I think uh, it was a great idea. Um, not only that, but it's a great way to market NXT for people who just don't know what it is. 
Exactly. Like, it, there's no better time to do this than now because of NXT being on USA. So, like you said, it's definitely a good way to market. Um, you know, same thing, like you said, like, I'm kind of interested in seeing how they're going to do it. Because at first, I thought they were going to have, like, Raw and SmackDown together, kind of like a main roster versus NXT kind of thing. I think that would have probably been better just so you didn't have too many people. You could have more quality. Like, a lot of people are personally like complaining about like team smackdown for the women that it's kind of weak it's you know just sasha and you know i mean i know there's some people who love lacy and all them but it's like it just seems very thinned out a little bit it is um i I completely agree actually um they put up the picture today i think at some point it's sasha in the front and then uh carmella Lacey and um, Dana, Dana, uh, and I think they're looking for you know the, the one more um, to add. And I, I, but I'm thinking about them. They haven't even announced the Raw team, and so I'm over here like, okay, obviously I'm assuming the captain's going to be Charlotte. Um, and then I'm like, okay, then who? You have Natty. You have the Iconics. You have the Kabuki Warriors. Um, and then Sarah they seem to be using and not using. I, I don't really know what they're doing with her. And then Liv, I would love Liv to be on the team, but I think they're waiting uh, for her to have a bigger debut when she comes back. So I don't think um, Liv will be on the team. Uh, and then Naomi, I don't really know if Naomi's on Raw or SmackDown at this point. And if she's yeah. ready to come back, I don't know if she was ready to come back. That'd be awesome if she was on the team. So they haven't even announced theirs, but same thing. It's kind of thin. Um, if you look at the picture of the NXT uh, team, uh, I, I don't know who it's actually going to be yet. I know the War Games teams, but I don't know who from that group. But they kind of come off stronger um, already because they're combining NXT UK and NXT um, the US together. Uh, so I kind of thought the same thing. I wish they had just combined SmackDown and Raw, you know, kind of not the oldies versus the newbies, but you know what I mean. Like, I just feel like they could have built a stronger team doing that um so i'm interested to see how it goes like i said it's gonna be 15 women uh and 15 men <laughs> mm-hmm. all, in the, all in the ring at the same time so I, I don't i'm interested to see how this goes uh i'm sure they'll pull it off but it's gonna be kind of i don't know it'll be people all over the place i feel like so we will see exactly like one thing about like triple threat like team matches usually there's only two teams in at once so it's kind of like why would you why not tag the other team and you know tire out one of their people to me that never really made sense i'd rather each one member of each team kind of be in there but i was you know i like the idea more so of like kind of like you know like i mentioned you know like nxt versus the main roster kind of thing where they're like tormenting and going you know invading both raw and smackdown because you're not really seeing that. You're not seeing Raw invade SmackDown. It's just really NXT invading both Raw and SmackDown. And then you saw, you know, the OC invade NXT and then Bailey. So they're not really kind of making it seem like a war between all of them three. That's like the only thing. It would have definitely been more, you know, better of a storyline if it was just NXT versus both brands. Well, so funny. So I kind of fantasy book this, but because uh, people keep asking about, Becky, obviously, and I get a lot of questions about her, and they're like, she's now becoming the third will, and she's not really been a part of the invasions, and I'm like, 
I keep telling people, I'm like, you have to understand something. I'm like, she's at the top of the mountain of those three champions. I'm like, she's going to strike when it makes sense. I'm like, she's going to strike in a big way. And I'm like, in a way, I kind of want her to rally both SmackDown and the Raw girls and actually attack NXT. I can see them doing that with her. Um, and it kind of furthers that storyline about Bailey. And I can see Bailey being jealous if the SmackDown girls are going with Becky to do this and her being mm-hmm. like, what the heck? Like, I'm the SmackDown champ, you know? So I think that would be actually pretty cool if she shows up with all just the main roster women um, going and getting back mm-hmm. at NXT. Um, so I can see it happening. I kind of want them to combine, not combine per se, but at least in, uh, get together to attack NXT. And then it kind of ended in a brawl with all of them. <laughs> probably on that final SmackDown, maybe. Um, like maybe NXT shows up thinking it's going to be, you know, just them and SmackDown again. Raw comes and helps them out, takes out all the NXT girls, and then you have SmackDown and Raw going at it. So um, I'm interested to see what they do. You're right. It does seem very one-sided right now as far as – I know they're trying to make NXT look strong. Um, they're trying to market them, and they've, they've actually done a great job at it. Their numbers and viewers keep going up every week. I think this is helping, um, especially with that casual audience who just doesn't know what NXT even is. Um, I think it's definitely uh, driving viewers. So I think that was the point was to give them a strong showing in the beginning of all this. Um, and I'm sure they'll get a strong showing at Survivor Series as well, but um, at least to let people know they're equal to um, the other two. Yeah, I hope so. Like, I definitely agree with you. NXT has been looking like the strongest brand so far, and it should, honestly. You know, they're the brand who, you know, a lot of fans are still getting introduced to, so it's a good way to, you know, get them interested. If they came out looking weak right away, people are going to like, okay, this is why they're, you know, developmental. But uh, speaking of that, do you consider NXT now legit third brand, or you still look at it as kind of like developmental? Um. I definitely look at them as the third brand. I think that um, I already kind of looked at looked at them that way. Um, I know a lot of us when we talk about it, we'd say, "Oh, coming up from like they need to call them up uh, to main roster because that's just how it's always been." But with the level of talent that they've had in the last, well, I guess they've always had a level of talent. To be honest, I, I think it's just how they're presented uh, down there. Um, when I say down there, I mean like Florida. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think that just the not the star power that they have right now just seemed to fit the mold. Uh, it was like the perfect timing for them to pull that trigger on um, bringing him to cable. Obviously, AEW had a lot to do with that as well. Um, but when you see the response at NXT takeovers, it was pretty clear that people were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, okay, like people are really behind uh, NXT, and they always have been. So. I'm glad they decided to pull that trigger. They're definitely equal to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely look at NXT as, you know, a third brand as well. I look at it as, like, separate, though, because it is a different type of style, though, which is awesome. Very. Yeah, the only thing I wonder is, like, how are they kind of, like, bring up newer people? Like, obviously, they still got the Performance Center. Are they just going to – are they still going to kind of use NXT to get people, like, introduced into wrestling, or are they going to kind of – start creating something else like i know people have said you know ever since nxt won up the usa that people can um or the wwe could um use like the the nxt uk or um even um evolve as kind of like their developmental system 
that's what I kind of figured was going to happen. I figured that either it'd be UK um, or it'll end up being Evolve. Um, or to be honest, they might just, if someone, if they, if they feel, if they fit a certain mold uh, or they've met certain requirements, they might even try and introduce them as, you know, a complete jobber on, you know, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, or NXT at this point, at least to get them in the ring and get them some exposure. Um, but I think Evolve most likely will end up being the developmental um, level at this point. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, honestly. Like, I know they're starting to get some of their wrestlers from down there. Um, what is his like, name? Like, Austin Theory. I know he was mm-hmm. a recent one. Yeah, I haven't seen him really that much on NXT or anything like that, but I do know he did come from, you know, down there as well. I think they just signed Scarlett. Um, Scarlett Bortox or something like and, that. Yeah, yeah, and I do know think, that. Uh, and they haven't said, you know, I think she's just at the Performance Center at this point. I don't know from there what where she would go uh i'm assuming um evolve because they have to develop their character work they have to develop all that stuff you can't just throw people out there um i think that's the only criticism i think i have right now um for nxt um them being now on cable there are still some no names that kind of come out not no names but people just don't know that much about them um and it's like i I don't know if they need to do like some backstage promos or something a little better to introduce some of these people. Um, but uh, they'll get there. Like, you know, they just started on cable, what, a month or two ago now? Um, mm-hmm. So they'll get there. But because even with me uh, watching wrestling as long as I have, I never watch NXT regularly. Um, I just kind of caught it when I caught it or I go on the network and just look at it. Um, so I had my favorites that I go watch, but there are some people I, even I still don't know um, that much about. So I'm kind of learning as I'm going, as I'm watching every Wednesday also. So um, I, I definitely think that they um, have the right stuff though. They're, de- they're doing really good actually. Yeah, exactly. Triple H, Triple H is awesome. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wish he could ran the whole company, honestly. Um, please. <laughs> please. I call him Papa H because all his babies are all grown up and, they're all just like taking over and you can tell who he's had his hand on, you know what I mean? And what he puts his hand on seems to always turn to gold. So um, I think no pun intended, black and gold brand, uh, but uh, he, uh, he, he's amazing. Um, and what he's done with NXT, I think is undeniable. Um, he, he, he's the one who got that to cable television. Exactly. Yeah, he's definitely like really in touch with what us fans want. Like you can tell who's a um a Vince guy and who's a, you know Triple H guy. Like I kind of feel like uh, Lacey Evans is a Vince guy. Consider yeah. her gimmick is very old school kind of like you know he's a very gimmicky kind of person while Triple H is more of a he focuses on the wrestling and all that kind of stuff. Well, like, I've said this before. There's the picture of um, there's actually a couple photos and videos, but. Um, I think it's him hugging Sasha and Bailey after Brooklyn. Um, there's a photo of him hugging Becky uh, after WrestleMania. There's a couple of photos like that. And to me, I don't know, at least to me, the, I'm not saying Vince doesn't care, um, but uh, to me, I almost feel like Triple H uh, looks at it as a fan first. Like he's a fan first. And that's how he looks at it um, versus a boss 
looking down. He kind of looks at their level, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I get a different feeling from him. Like he truly cares. Like he's, he's really into um, his people and he's really into what they're doing and he's really into how they're presenting it. And you can tell in his reactions and his comments and how excited he gets when they get excited, he's excited. And um, when they win or overcome or whatever the case may be, like he's completely emotional about it. Um, And just watching him hug Becky at WrestleMania and him just like tearing up. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like he's like their dad. I I keep saying this, he's like their dad. Like he's he's so proud of them. and I just think that's awesome that you have to have that connectivity. Um, and you're right. He, he has the connection with the fans. Like he listens and I think he gets it. So um, I don't know. I, I know. I think eventually he'll end up taking over. I don't know when, um, but I think he definitely has the, the stuff to do so. So. Yeah, he's definitely ready. Like NXT was kind of like his test to see how well he would do. And clearly he's passed. I just think like the thing with Vince is he's more of a marketing kind of guy. He looks at wrestlers that he can market by their image based on rather than what they can actually do in the ring. Um, You know, like I said, like we just talked about, we could tell who's a Vince guy and who's a Triple H guy. But yeah, Triple H, like he, he goes for the passion, the talent, you know, the charisma, all that kind of stuff, and Vince more so just looks at, like, you know, the look, you know, which obviously you can see, like, in the past, like, Roman Reigns is a perfect example. Back when he was still very raw in the ring, you know, they were really trying to push him, and that kind of really hurt his career, in my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure, like, and and that's the thing, like, that's what I do appreciate about Vince, is that Vince has a good eye, Um, and as much as people want to complain about the man, if he ever comes out during a show, People are on their feet, cheering, yelling. Like, the man is loved. Like, you can complain about him all you want, but he's loved. Like, he's done a lot for pro wrestling. And, um, I mean, he is pro wrestling, really. Um, And he does have a good eye. He does have – he knows who to market. He's a businessman. I mean, mean, that's what he is. He's a businessman. He's trying to market his product. Um, It doesn't actually mean that he's – making the right choice in my opinion um as to who to market or when to market them um or how to market them but um especially as someone who comes from marketing <laughs> um I, I think that he that's where he's out of touch he has this vision um and don't get me wrong for instance Lacey I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of hers um but she has something uh, similar to what Becky has and she is very committed to her kayfob that's something i absolutely love about becky i love that in any interview and in any television thing becky can go from on and off quickly in kayfob and it's like wait so she real like i don't understand like uh but Lacey keeps that on at all times and it'll it'll get her places she does have a, a good gimmick as far as being able to keep that uh and and you know snapping at fans like in the grocery store like she, you know whatever it is but um so she does have that. So I see that. I get what he's looking at. I get why he would market her. Uh, I would. I think he realized, I don't know. He definitely put the brakes as far as pushing her. Um, I don't know if it was just because of there was so much backlash or, you know, uh, people speaking up about, like, she's not ready. She's not ready. You can tell. And, um, uh, and people were quite 
vocal about that. I, I think, I don't know if that necessarily changed his mind or if other people had to change his mind. Um, but she's improved and she's gotten better uh, just doing these live shows and continually going out there. So she definitely does have the marketability, but um, you're right. He, he misses the other parts <laughs> uh, that are important. You know, people, it's kind of weird, this 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 uh, wrestling universe fandom now. Um, some of them really just want to see good wrestling. Some want to see a good character. Some are expecting both. So um, it's kind of, you have to, you have to judge the field. Uh, and um, sometimes Vince is off the mark with that to me. So. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to be perfect with that. Like you said, it's just, you know, WWE has such a large fan base and, you know, they all like something different. You know, you have the kids, you have women, you have the adult men. We all want something a little different. Um, you know, kids, you know, like the superhero kind of gimmick kind of person, Um, you know, men like the cool, you know, like Kevin Owens kind of people and stuff like that. So it is really hard to find that one wrestler that everyone likes, especially when you're the top dog, you know, no pun intended for Roman Reigns, but it, it is very, very hard. Um, I know like Becky is someone that everyone loves, Sasha, um, Kevin Owens, pretty much everyone likes him too, but it, it, it's extremely hard. Um, you know, sometimes it's just bad timing to, like, uh, with Roman Reigns, you know, they tried pushing him when Daniel Bryan was on fire. Um, yeah. Lacey Evans was bad timing, too, because they brought her up from NXT without her even doing much in NXT. Nope. And then she comes to the main roster, and she's immediately feuding with Becky Lynch, who just got done, you know, main event in WrestleMania. So a lot of people had a high. With Ronda. With Ronda. I'm like, how do you go from Ronda? to Lacey, like, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I want her to fight everybody, um, it's just, we were like, why her, and it was, it was like the day after WrestleMania, it wasn't even like a lead up, it was just this woman who's been walking out here just strutting for the last two months, three months, whatever it was, all of a sudden has a championship, like, a, a match, I'm like, hold on, like, what, um, so it's, it's timing for sure, I mean, I think the best, Roman's a great example. I don't know who is handling him currently. I don't know if it's so much Vince and maybe other people. Um, I also heard a rumor that Roman, when he came back, said he did not want to be in the title picture. Um, that he wanted to use his platform for other things and obviously cancer research and um, spreading that word and stuff like that. Um, but how, whoever's handled it, they've handled it well. Um, you know, he's doing matches with Buddy Murphy and like other people and putting them over um, without a title. And and that kind of proves to me, you can be the face of the company with or without a title. That doesn't actually make you the face of the company. Um, sure, it's great to have a title. Don't get me wrong. I know they, that's what they all fight for. But um, you can kind of tell Romans at a different level of life where that's not the most important thing for him. Um, no, don't get me wrong. Eventually, I know he probably will have a title, but I feel like they've done it right this time with him. They've kind of just let the fans come back to him organically. Is you know they did different things with him. The who did it storyline with Rowan. Uh, you know they've they've done different things with him um, instead of just saying okay, let's put a title on him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why fans are like okay, like they let the fans grow back up with him um, or grow back into it with him. Um, the other great example, I think currently is Seth Rollins. I mean, the man 
is amazing in the ring. He's one of the most talented people. And I have no personal problem with Seth Rollins in any way. Uh, I'm not one of those people who like get all mad about <laughs> what he writes on Twitter. I'm like, it's an app. Like everyone calm down. But, um, but people have just completely rejected him um, and his push. And I, I actually remember I went to Royal Rumble this year and it kind of sucks. I don't know if it was placement or not, but a lot of people had left before he even won the the Royal Rumble. Um, and uh, when he did win the Royal Rumble, um, not that many people, I'm not saying people weren't excited because they were, don't get me wrong, but I kind of heard comments and stuff like, oh, like I didn't want him to win. Like, why did he win? Like, I don't know. There was like kind of this rejection of him and I don't know what it is. I, I, a part of me feels like he's kind of lost a connection to the audience as well. Um, me personally, I don't actually connect to his promos. Um, and that sucks. I, I feel like when he was Hill, um, I don't know, he was just really good at it. And he just really got under your skin and like you want it to like boo him, but you're like, God, he's kind of cool. Like, uh, I think that's why so many people want him to turn Hill. I think it's just more natural for him. Um, just people aren't connecting with him as a face. Uh, and I kind of get it. If you read his comments on Twitter, which is, it's just him, right? He's a direct guy, mm-hmm. but it's not just something the face of a company would say, right? Like, it, so it's, I think that's the contrast. People are kind of like, almost thinking he's kind of being fake uh, in a way. And they're like, well, stop. Like, we know you're a badass. Like, just be a badass. Like, whatever. Uh, so, I and I don't think it's on him. I think it's his storylines and how they built him. And the Fiend thing just really hurt him so much. Uh, that the whole feud um but uh, I think he's the perfect example of someone they're trying to push and people are just completely rejecting it um and it sucks for him because he's a great wrestler and he's been around for a long time and I think he fully deserves um to be the head of the company or face of the company but um people just aren't aren't taking to it exactly like when he was like i love seth rollins i'm i obviously in general prefer a heel so i did love him as a heel i feel like you know like you said as a heel he's better on the mic very i think just uh um because i know for a long time when he was a heel a lot of people actually wanted him to be a face i was seeing people in on the internet saying that wwe was throwing away money by not turning him face but then when they did turn him face it just did not work out i think it was I feel like he didn't really gain momentum as a face until he changed the beginning of his theme song to burn it down. Yeah. I think, you know, that, you know, kind of started giving him some momentum and all. But then um, I, me personally, I was very excited about him winning the Royal Rumble. I think it was after kind of like with Becky, like his first feud was very underwhelming. It was Baron Corbin. And I yeah. think that's kind of what hurt him. He was, he hasn't really been in anything hot. And then after Baron Corman, it's right back to Brock Lesnar, a feud that no one really wanted to see again. Right. The feud with The Fiend, in my opinion, ha- was really good leading up to um, Hell in a Cell. You know, seeing um, Bray Wyatt torment him. But then it just, it got very unrealistic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, having... First stomps did Bray Wyatt take him. My thing is, like, I get they're trying to make him look, like, immortal. 
but you know, three months down the road, is he going to be getting pinned after you know, um, right. by Dolph Ziggler? Like, you know, you kind of have to keep up with us. I think some people just kind of said, yeah, hey, this is clearly unrealistic, and like we know that it's fixed, you know, as adults, but you got to still make it more realistic. And then with the blood too coming gushing out of his mouth and all that was, it was cool. From you know, I'm a big horror movie fan, but still, it's just like it's just. <laughs> like he, he would be dead probably you know like uh, yeah yeah um I, I just I don't like they really did book themselves into a corner with that one um and you're right it was it was Baron Corbin who was totally a Vince guy um and you know obviously they want they're definitely pushing Corbin obviously as a top heel um and don't get me wrong I'm actually a Corbin fan <laughs> I told I totally like Baron Corbin people are like what I'm like that one fan I'm like yeah man um but uh and I do I, I didn't like him before actually I didn't like him when he was feuding with Seth uh it was after that he kind of just he kind of grew on me uh, if, if you will um so I'm actually totally a fan of Baron Corbin now but uh but it was kind of like you're right after Mania you know, actually, it started at Mania for me with Seth. I was upset that they are building him as this, um, you know, person who overcomes whatever, and he and he went with a low blow. Like I was kind of like, okay, I was like, that's not really okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, especially for Mania, I was like, I don't know if I would have had him win with a low blow. Then I got excited because I'm like, oh man, like Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are gonna feud. And they gave us the match right away at Money in the Bank. And I'm like, really? Like just one and done? And that match was amazing. Like absolutely amazing. It completely delivered. Um, it was actually my match of the year until I saw Sasha and Becky at Hell in the Cell. Um, that was my match of the year uh, with Seth versus AJ. Then you're right. Then they threw Brock Lesnar right back at us. And I was like, okay uh <laughs> and then they pretty much destroyed seth um at you know him throwing him on the, the the medical bed and i mean it was just a lot i was like oh my gosh like okay uh and then to be honest the SummerSlam match again was amazing i actually loved uh that match with him and brock um and i was like okay yeah okay he's back on it he's back on it and then the fiend happened and I was kind of like okay like same thing I was like I was actually into it at first I'm like oh like this is different like and I'm showing Seth cowering in the corner I'm like oh my gosh I'm like okay this is pretty cool but when they actually started like wrestling and there's like uh, you know hell in the cell and the 10 curb stomps and the the red lights I can't even get into the red lights like don't get me started I I get it I get what the red light's supposed to symbolize I, I totally understand the storytelling behind it but as a fan I'm like my eyes hurt I don't <laughs> want uh i don't know i don't know and and um i they just need to turn him hill to be honest it's just more natural for him it goes along with his personality in general he's just a direct person um i think the part that he likes about being a face is interacting with fans because he loves the kids right kids love seth rollins absolutely love him um and when he's a hill he can't necessarily do that so um, I kind of get them trying not to pull that trigger, but I just think it fits him. And I feel like something huge is going to happen at Survivor Series with him. I think he's going to turn on his team. I hope so. 
I really think he is. I think he's going to help NXT. I don't think he's going to join NXT. I think he'll stay on Raw. But I think he's definitely going to help NXT um, win uh, their match. So uh, I'm hoping it's coming at least. Because uh, I don't know. The man's getting booed out of buildings, which, you know, totally sucks. But, I mean, at least he's getting some kind of reaction, I guess. Speaking of that, because that actually reminded me of a question that I have, for, well, I actually did not have for you, but um, talking about <laughs> turning on, you know, who, what about Finn Balor? Like, you know, he's been kind of like teasing, you know, being a part of either the Undisputed Era or the OC. Who do you think he's actually going to join? I don't think he's joining Undisputed Era. I don't think that's happening. Um. I don't think he's joining the OC either, to be honest with you. I think he's going to be his own thing. Um, he might help out OC here and there. I don't know if he's going to officially join them, uh, per se. Um, but I will say I was not expecting him to go hill at all. I was completely shocked. Um, and I actually, I, I screamed so loud when it happened. I was like, what? Like, what? Like, and, uh, I posted that video of the kid uh, trying to go after him <laughs> uh, when he was attacking Johnny Gargano, and I was like, "That I was like, oh, that's that's awesome!" Like, I, I don't know, I wasn't expecting it, but I love him. I've loved it so far with him being heel. Uh, his promos are awesome. Um, he's just going after everybody, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I was excited for him and Gargano, but obviously Gargano's hurt. Um, so I'm I'm more excited even for Riddle and him uh, to go against each other. I think that's going to be an amazing match. So I was shocked that he went back to NXT. Um, but uh, like he said, I think he said it best, actually. He said, uh, you know, Raw and SmackDown are like, you know, your movies, your films and TV, you know, all the lights and the cameras. He's like, and NXT is like a Broadway show. Like, you can't hide anything. It's mm -hmm. it's there. Like, it's raw. Um if you make a mistake, it, it, you know, there's no editing anything. There's no uh, muting it out. It's just, it happens. So um, I think that is the best contrast between those two. And I think, I think he fits it well. Like he's automatically a megastar being back at NXT. So um, I think, I think big things are coming from him. Um, I kind of want to see now, like what demon would be like since he's healed. <laughs> <laughs> uh I think uh I don't know, Demon I think is undefeated, right? Uh technically no. I know it he as a demon he lost once against Samoa Joe in a cage match. I think it was at um NXT Takeover Texas or something like that. So he okay. did lose once, but never on the main roster. I'm just I'm thinking like as far as the the demon, if they do do anything like that with him. As a heel, I kind of want it to be kind of different, like more like creepier face paint, maybe not like a full body thing. Kind of yeah. like Asuka's, you know, face paint, how she, maybe she has like the tears and all, like maybe something like that with him or something like that. That'd be, it definitely should be different. I agree. Um, maybe without the red, I was thinking maybe just like black and white, kind of like a throwback to Sting a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm... I'm excited to see what they come up with if he decides to if they decide to do demon as he, when he's healed. Um, but you're right, he should be completely different, even more creepy, just like and rude, like aggressive and and mean. And 
I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see what they do with Finn, to be honest with you. I think in general, all the heels uh, that are now heel, um, I don't think I was really expecting, especially Kyrie. Kyrie? Uh, I was not expecting that yeah. at all. Uh, she was a heel before. Huh? I heard that she was a heel um, back before WWE at one point. I did not know that. I, I, to be honest, I just found, uh, found out about her maybe five or six months ago. But I just always knew her as like, you know, literally the company's probably biggest baby face, but her Bailey, um, her and Bailey uh, were the company's biggest baby faces and they're both heel. Like, and I absolutely, I absolutely love both of them. Like as heel, like I never thought, I was like, oh, they'll never pull that trigger. They'll never do that. They'll never do it. And they did. And I'm so glad they did. Um, just Kyrie's not even like overly heel, but like her little laughs, like her little evil laughs, or I'm like, this is great. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm absolutely loving it. So, um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I knew you asked about Finn, but I started getting into heels, and I'm like, all these heels are great. Like, I love them. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like with Kyrie, like she's definitely making it work. There's, there's wrestlers. You know, it's not only that you didn't think WWE pulled the trigger, you didn't think it would work. Like, I never thought Bailey would work as a heel, honestly. I didn't either, and I'm glad they did it the way they did it. Uh, I kind of like how they teased us with the when she attacked Becky, and it was kind of like you know, she's like, no, like I don't understand, like nothing's changed. I'm a role model. I'm just trying to be a good champion. And I, I was like, okay, that's the extent they're going with the hill. Like she's gonna be the delusional hill. So I was like, okay, like that's cool. Like I guess, like it's kind of confusing people a little bit. I was like, but all right. So when they pulled the double trigger on it, and she just went. I just uh actually it's funny I tweeted out um I think it was like an hour or so before the show saying oh my gosh if Bailey comes out and like deflates the Bailey buddies like I'll totally stand and she totally did it and everyone's like oh my god you called it and I'm like oh my god I called it like what because I never thought she'd actually do it so I was kind of like okay like I don't know and as we've seen her over the last couple weeks um She's kind of a mystery in a way because we get that she kind of just doesn't care at this point. But there's Sasha. And I'm like, how's that working? Like how uh you don't care about anything or anyone, uh, or anyone's opinions or whatever the case may be, but you're okay with Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um and I get that they're best friends. I understand that. But I don't know if you saw that clip of like when Sasha looked at the belt and Bailey kind of gave her like this dirty look. And no, so I'm like, I, I almost feel like Bailey's okay as long as Sasha's not trying to get her title, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as we know, Sasha has said, I'm the next champ of WWE. So I'm kind of interested to see when that unfolds, um, how that unfolds. I definitely think it's going to be Bailey who, uh, turns on Sasha um for sure yeah that, how that happens yeah how they do it is definitely a mystery because it's like they both are not just heels but they both fairly you know are new to the heel character you know because Sasha turned heel back in August now Bailey just turned heel. so it's like you don't want to turn either one of them face so it's kind of like, are they going to do a heel versus heel kind of thing or what? I think, I, to be honest, I think they are. Because um, some people seem to think Sasha's going to go back face. But I don't think 
that she is. I think that number one, the I think, and I've said this since NXT, Sasha should have been a heel this whole time. I don't understand why she wasn't. She that's how she was in NXT, and she was amazing at it. Um, but uh, I think these are both two different, totally, totally different type of heels. Um, so I do think it's going to end up being heel versus heel because either way, and I think you know this. No matter what four horse one a four horse woman is in the ring, if they're against each other, they're both gonna get cheered. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? It's gonna be half cheering for one and half cheering for the other. It doesn't really matter if they're heel or face. Um and I think they know that. So I can kind of see it being just these two hills, like who both think they're the best and both think they're the most dominant, just going at each other. So um and they're and there's a connection. There's they're best friends and uh um I think people will connect with that. So I'm interested to see. I think it might happen at Mania, um, but we'll have to see. I know. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, I'm kind of thinking that maybe Sasha will win the Royal Rumble, and that'll be her kind of excuse to go after Bailey. But I'm I'm also kind of thinking that what if Ronda Rousey returns and wins, and that she goes after Becky, so then they need to create another way to introduce that you know rivalry between Bailey and Sasha but I think Sasha to me Sasha in my opinion I believe will be running I believe she'll be winning the Royal Rumble I think um and I think she'll go for Bailey's title um to be honest with Ronda she doesn't necessarily need to win the Rumble because there's already heat there there's already a story there there's already background there's already full-on reason why Ronda would just go after Becky without winning the Rumble, if that makes any sense. Like, she has full-on reason to go, to just, you know, fight her, um, if you will. So, I don't think they, she needs the Royal Rumble to get that opportunity. I think she's beat everyone in the locker room, so she doesn't have to, you know, qualifying match. Like, <laughs> she doesn't need that. Um, and to be honest, if she stepped up to Becky, I'm sure Becky would say, done, right? You know, so... Uh, I don't think she needs to win the Royal Rumble for them to have a match. Um, I don't even think Becky needs a title for them to have a match. I think people will be just as interested in Ronda versus Becky without a title, with or without a title. Um, so we'll see what happens. I I personally believe that Ronda truly is just trying to have a baby. And I'm like, yeah, you know, if she's pregnant, I don't expect to see her probably till like SummerSlam of next year. So um, we'll have to see. Um, in a way, I've also, while I think Sasha might go after Bailey, I've also kind of fantasy booked just the way they're building Bailey. Um, I almost feel like they're building Bailey to be an equivalent hill to Becky's face. Um, they're trying to make her this dominating, this dominant um, hill. So I do believe there's a possibility uh, she could drop that title to Sasha either at TLC or Rumble. Um, and Be- and Bailey might go after Becky. Um, and they're the mania match because I just feel that um I don't know, they're really focusing a lot on Bailey and Bailey's character. Um, I know people kind of jumped on me because I'm Becky's hype woman, but I'm telling people I think Bailey's gonna win at Survivor Series. <laughs> so they're like, what do you mean she's gonna win? Like Becky needs I'm like, Becky doesn't need the win. Exactly. She, she, doesn't, she doesn't need the win. She is completely dominant. She's completely proven herself. Um, 
I do not feel that if she wins at Survivor Series, it doesn't help her, it doesn't hurt her. You know what I mean? To me, the person who needs it the most is Bailey. Shayna has beat Asuka's record as the longest NXT champ. So she's already established herself. Becky's completely established herself. The only one who's not established is Bailey um, as a heel, as a top heel. Um, so I kind of feel like she's the one that's going to go over. I don't know how it's going to happen yet. Um, I don't know if there's going to be like some interference or whatnot. Uh, I believe there's no DQ in the triple threat. So, um, you know, they can't call the match off. So I don't know exactly how it's going to uh, end up. But I don't know if she'll get help from Sasha or whatever the case may be. But um, I do believe Bailey will be winning that match. Um, I think it makes the most sense for her to win that match. Character development-wise and storyline-wise, um, I think uh, she should definitely win. Um, but uh, I think they're building Bailey to be an equivalent hill uh, to Becky, to be honest. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's definitely a rivalry I wanted to see. I thought we were to get that. Um, I was surprised that they were drafted on separate brands. Yeah. I was just like most people. I was expecting um, Sasha to be Becky at Hell in a Cell for the title, and then Becky would go to SmackDown and challenge Bailey. But they didn't do this, and they might be kind of doing the reverse. You know, have um, like you said, Bailey win the Royal Rumble, and then maybe go after Becky. Something yeah. like that. that would be really cool. Um, one thing I do like about that match, though, is like it's hard to predict who's gonna win, and I like an unpredictable match because you can because it, it's hard to bet against Becky. It is very valid point with Bailey, and then it's also it's hard to bet against Shayna as well because you know yeah. she could get the win just to help NXT. It's not necessarily making you know doing anything for herself it could be more so getting a win just to make nxt as a brand look stronger so right could go either way with that match but I, i'm I, to me it's a win-win for the most part i can i'm happy with anyone winning that match same i was like same i think i'll obviously if becky wins you know i'm gonna be happy like i'm biased anyway but uh, <laughs> but uh i'm also huge on storylines and i'm huge on character development um and I like things to make sense. And to me, what makes sense is Bailey establishing herself. Um, and I just think she gets the most out of the win um, than the other two. Uh, like I said, they're both, the other two are both established. I think, well, a couple things. I think it depends. Um, if they want Shayna versus Becky later, that's, you know, a later time, um, then they can't necessarily end it at Survivor Series with those two, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because um, I do think eventually it will be Shayna versus Becky at some point next year um, in a bigger rivalry. Um, just like someone brought up um, on Twitter, uh, one of my, my mutuals, she did say, she's like, "There's a we all thought we were getting Bailey versus Becky for Survivor Series, all of us. So to me, even though they added NXT, there's still a reason to me why we, we still haven't gotten Bailey versus Becky. Um, a lot of people are waiting for that match. A lot of people want it, especially with Bailey's new character. Um, I think it'll be amazing. But um, uh, uh, there's a reason why we haven't gotten it yet, and I feel like we're getting it next year um, in a in a bigger spotlight. Yeah, I definitely hope so. That's 
that's a rivalry I didn't even know we didn't even get at one point. For some reason, I thought we had that before. So it's definitely something new, fresh. I think they both definitely got some chemistry. I mean, we saw the four horsewomen uh, match in NXT, so I think it would definitely be a good match. But like you said, I think they should build it up slowly in time and put it on, on you know, a bigger spot, like maybe WrestleMania, maybe SummerSlam. Yep. You know I mean, Survivor Series is cool, but, you know, give it more time. You know, sometimes, you know, a good long wait, you know, makes for a better storyline. Kind of like old school WWF back in the day. Their rivalries, they lasted mm-hmm. a very long time before they actually had, you know, the match. And all they, there was the buildup. And I definitely mm-hmm. think we should do that with this. Agreed. Yep. So I know we uh you mentioned like Shayna versus Becky. Um, what are some other matches you would like to see between you know NXT stars and you know the Raw and SmackDown stars? Oh man. Okay. So I will say that on the top of my list was Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan, and we totally got that on our little surprise SmackDown. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, I that was like one of the, I, that's one I've been getting fantasy book for like six months. So when they announced that, I was like. Like, um, I think I really want to see Rhea versus Becky. Um, just, just two badass women. Um, I want to see, um, oof, I think I kind of want to see, this is weird. I kind of want to see Dream versus like Ziggler, uh, <laughs> uh, which is totally random, I know, but I'm thinking about their personalities and they're both kind of cocky and like, mm-hmm. you know, like I could just see them like playing off each other. I feel like the promos would be really good. Um, I would like to see the Usos versus the Street Profits. I really want to see that. Um, I want to see Bianca. Okay, so this was actually before she turned heel, but I wanted to see Bianca Belair versus Bailey, even when she was face. So I think now would even be cooler. Um, I would also like to see, I think, Sasha versus Bianca. Uh, I think uh, all the attitude would just, ah, ah, amazing. Um, and then I think I kind of want Matt Riddle to get his hands on Brock Lesnar. Like I just, mm-hmm. he keeps talking about it. I'm like, just give it to us. Let it happen. Uh, I, I think it would actually end up being a really good match. Um, I could just see, you know, uh, Matt Riddle getting on Paul Heyman's nerves completely. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's what I'm, I most, mostly want to see. Um, and I want to see Ali versus, uh, I think, is it Garza? Garza. Garza. I think it's Garza. Um. He just, he was on NXT last night. Um, I think it's Garza. I still need to watch NXT from last night. I'm a little bit behind right now. It's amazing. You have to see it. Uh, and I really, really, really hope. I don't know where she is. She's like in hiding. But I really want to see Tony Storm. Uh, I would love to see Tony Storm versus a whole bunch of people. I'd love to see her versus Ember Moon. Um, I really actually want to get the rivalry between Liv and Charlotte. You know, they kind of teased it for a while, and then, you know, Liv kind of fell off, and um, I'm assuming she's going to make some kind of big debut back at some point, um, maybe at Rumble. Maybe she's one of, like, the entrances, or, or uh, I don't know. I kind of see Carmella versus Candice LeRae. I don't know why I think that would be such a good match, but I really do. Um, I don't know. There's a lot I want to see. There's, that's, 
kind of the beauty of having this third brand and I, and people is controversial, but I kind of wish they get rid of the limitation and let them go brand the brand. Um, not necessarily the wild card rule. Cause that was just dumb. Um, mostly because it was the same superstars every week doing the wild card rule. I mean, like just being able to have, you know, sh- have someone show up to NXT and say like, all right, like, you know, uh, you were talking crap about me. Like it start a rivalry that way. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be like only four people can move over or travel to the, I'm like, that's dumb. Like just let rivalries happen. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think those are the main ones. Uh, I want to see, I, want to get the fatal well this isn't really brand crossover but i really want to get the four horsewomen fatal four-way um i want to see ember moon you know i'd like to see ember moon uh go up against charlotte yeah that would be a really good match honestly um they never great match it'd be great uh i actually i've wanted that one for a while uh, I think she's out though to like for like a year or something, right? I hope not that long. I know she's injured. I just I haven't heard anything about how long. I don't even know what you know injury she has, honestly. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I th- but I I'd love to see her versus Charlotte at some point. I think it would be amazing, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think those are the main ones. Yeah, I'm like- actually not. I'm not a fan, and I, I'm gonna put this out there. Everyone knows it. I'm not a fan of the four horsewomen versus the fake four horsewomen thing. Uh, I think eventually maybe, but I just don't think the other women are up to the level of the other four. And it just, it wouldn't even make sense. Like Bailey just took out two of them in a night. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I I don't know. I just, I'm not a a fan of that happening right now. Um, Maybe down the line, but they're not even building. uh, I can't even say Mary and Jessica, or <laughs> and uh, Jessamine Duke. Yeah, they're not even building them on NXT as the strong as a strong tag team. They just lost to Tegan and Dakota, um, like two two three weeks ago. So I, I don't know. I I just don't see it. And people are like, "Oh, I can't wait for the Four Horsewomen feud." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> More so like the hype. You know, I mean, I think Ronda and Shayna would carry that team, honestly. But, yeah, it's more of the hype. I, I do personally want to see it just to see it, honestly, you know, because um, I know they've been marketing them themselves as four horsemen for a few years as well. So I just want to see it. Um, but, like, talking about, like, the NXT versus the Raw and SmackDown people, like, I, I personally, I really want to see Ember Moon versus Io Shirai. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. We you know, I wouldn't mind Ember Moon versus uh, a heel Oscar. Um, I know we saw them fight in NXT and their matches were absolutely amazing. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, how do you, I know you're a big Ember Moon fan. So I'm asking you a question. Do you think she needs to change her character and or look and her personality? A lot of people are saying they don't connect with her. Like she's a great wrestler, but they're not connecting with her. Um, and a lot of people think she needs to change something. Uh, I don't know what it is uh, per se, but they're just not saying they're connecting with her character. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I love her personally. I don't really. I think she's just a great wrestler. Uh, 
but in a way they're right i don't necessarily care about her character per se but i absolutely love her as a wrestler like it didn't really matter to me so i don't know how you feel about it well me personally like a part of the reason why i'm a big fan with her is i do connect with her as like who she is in real life because she's a really big gamer she's a geek you know she had personal issues with being like bullied when she was younger so i connect with her from that standpoint because you know i lit i follow her on social media so i see her post this stuff um i watched her um her uh interview with lillian garcia on you know chasing glory so i connected with her through doing things like that some fans may not really know a lot of that stuff so they can't really connect but um, as far as like an on-screen character i don't think she needs to change honestly i mean i if anything they should do something like they did with finn balor where she's like this normal person but then if someone pushes her to the limit she becomes like the war goddess yeah he comes out with like uh, you know because i know back in the independent circuit she wore like a skull mask a lot and she did post some pictures you know a few months ago of her wearing a different type of mask so i think they could do something like that with her but i think it's more so just wwe's never really booked her properly and it's Absolutely. hard to connect if you're not really doing anything storyline-wise. And when they were, it was the whole Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, you know, um, taking her, uh, what did she have, like a DS in her hand, like just messing, like bullying her kind of thing. And, and yeah, then, I don't know what that was. And you're right. It's it's all in booking. Um, it, it is in booking, but you know how you connect it with her personal story? That's how it was for Becky with me. Um so i i kind of became a fan outside of the character um but people didn't necessarily said they didn't necessarily connect with the last kicker either um but they liked her as a person uh so that's what they connected with um so i think it's the same thing and it's booking i, I mean becky was probably booked for years um and i think it's the same for ember um and a, a couple others where people can't connect with them because you either don't see them or when we do see them, it doesn't even make sense. So um, I'm hoping when she comes back, they have something for her, um, a proper storyline. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. Me too. I kind of want her and I, ever since, I think it was, uh, was it Mania? I think it was Mania. Um, uh, her and Naomi were in the ring together. They were fighting uh, and they were just all over the place like bouncing off ropes, like everything. I was like, can they just become a tag team, please? Like, I feel like they would just be a, this magnificent tag team, uh, whether it's their tag team or even if they're rivals. Like, I just, I don't know. I'd really like to see that. Um, and we just never got it. I thought we'd go somewhere from that. I think it was Mania, wasn't there? I think it was Mania. The, 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 the elimination match thing. The one Mon that Carmelo won. Because I know at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, they had um, a moment with them. Now, I don't know if that's what you were thinking of or if it was something different that I'm not thinking of. I think it's Mania. Mania was when Ember came back, right? Yes. Okay, it was Mania. Uh, because, yeah, and there was, like, they, her and Naomi were going against each other at the time. It was kind of, the spotlight was kind of on them. And they were just doing all sorts of stuff. And it was absolutely amazing. And, um... I, and I was like, oh, like, and, and you actually hear the fans, like, getting on their feet. They're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is great. And so I thought, I was like, oh, like, hopefully they'll have them, like, fight each other. And then they did the, the not the draft, but whatever they were calling it, the, um, whatever it was. And they separated them. And I was like, what? I was like, 
why? Like, uh, so I was really hoping to get that rivalry, rivalry at least, but they never did it. And I'm like, so I'm kind of hoping they do when, we, when they both get back. Um, I think fans would be completely into it. Those two women are amazing in the ring. So, yeah, I would love to put them as a team just to do that and then have one of them turn on the other. So then you can do the rivalry so you can kind of get the best of both doing it that way, honestly. I agree. That'd be awesome. I agree. And then um, the last question I have for you, too. Um, this is about NXT, but it's a little bit of in the past. I'm Becky Lynch. So mm-hmm. how do you feel about, you know, the NXT version of Becky Lynch versus the character we see now? Um, <laughs> oh, talk about growth. Um, so uh, remember, I, I think I mentioned I kind of came back around 2015. Um, and it, it was kind of by accident, but I, I saw a match with AG, AJ Lee, um, on Raw and, um, I, somehow I stumbled into, um, Paige, uh, as well. And then, um, I started kind of looking him up and kind of reading back. So I was like, oh, these women are like really wrestling now. Like, okay, this is pretty cool. And so then I found out about NXT um through that search uh because there was some odd page was the nxt women's champion and i was like okay i was like um let me see what this is about and so i kind of stumbled into it um and just started watching nxt on and off um and i caught an episode with sasha banks i was actually a sasha banks fan first um and i was like oh like this, this she's so cool like and she has all this attitude and whatever and um and she was a great wrestler, obviously. Uh, Sasha's a great wrestler. And um, there was this episode of um, her talking to Becky, and she has Becky looking in the mirror. And she's like, who do you want to be? And da, 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 da. And I guess Becky had turned heel, or she was heel with Sasha um, for Team Bay. <laughs> and uh, so I was kind of watching that. Um, and I was like, who is this chick? Like, she's Irish. Like, I was like, what? what, is, what is, who is this? And so... Um, I kind of just watched. I watched when Becky turned on Sasha, and they end up getting the unstoppable match uh, set. And um, it was actually NXT Unstoppable that made me a Becky fan. So um, when the the match itself, I was actually rooting for Sasha uh, to win because, <laughs> uh, like I said, I was a Sasha fan first. So um, I was watching that match, and you know, Becky came out with orange hair, and I was like, what? that changed because she had like this reddish darkish hair before and um so she came out with this orange hair and all this energy and I was like mm-hmm. okay I'm like she's pretty cool like uh she has all this energy but I was like okay I'm still rooting for Sasha after that match was done I was actually um in my living room I, was, I had tears in my eyes and I was like standing up clapping like I was in the audience like you thought I would have been there like I was like that match was amazing uh, and Becky completely earned all my respect in that match. I was like, she lost, and I still felt like she was the winner, if that makes any sense. And um, I don't know, she completely impressed me in that match, and that's kind of when I jumped on the Becky train, uh, if you will. And I think it was like not a couple weeks later, maybe a month or so later, she got the call up to main roster. Um, And of course, you know, TakeOver Brooklyn happened, and then I just started learning about who the four horsewomen were. And, uh, you know, I'd already heard of Charlotte because Charlotte, you know, 
because we're dad. Um, but I didn't know much about Becky. I didn't know much about Bailey. Uh, so I kind of just started watching their matches, going back and watching older stuff at NXT. Um, and I just kind of followed the last character through, you know, her main roster debut at Raw, her becoming the first draft pick at SmackDown, uh, her becoming the first SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, obviously, WrestleMania 32, that triple threat match, which was off the charts. Um, so uh, it's been amazing to be on this journey with her uh, from 2015 on. Um, uh, and, you know, she wasn't, she was probably the least known uh, at NXT out of the four. Um, at least for, she had the least exposure, if you will, in, in NXT. Um, so kind of watching her go through all these battles and her, I hate to use the word jobbing, but basically jobbing and, and you know, her being in catering for, you know, two or three years on main roster here and there. And um, I still loved her character. I kind of learned more about her as a person and what she had gone through and it just resonated with me. Um, so that's what built that connection and that's what kept me a fan um and cheering her on whether she was losing or winning um and i don't know i just i believed in her um and she helped me believe in myself uh a lot of the time so uh i think the last year for any fan who's been a fan of hers <laughs> for more than this year i think has been a whirlwind for most of us because we're not used to her getting this kind of exposure. We were not used to her being like in the spotlight. Like we're not used to any of that. So, and I still kind of, it's still kind of surreal to me, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm so proud of her. I'm so, I'm so absolutely proud of her because I believe in the person behind the character. Um, and I believe in the character, you know, the man is, um, it's completely transcendent and it just speaks so much to, what women are trying to get to um in this world in general uh and she's done it and she's figured it out and um some people get it some people don't some people are for it and some people aren't but um she doesn't care she she that's kind of what i love about it as long as you're getting a reaction from as long as she's getting a reaction from you whether you love her or hate her that's that's her goal like she wants you to be mad and dislike her. She wants you to cheer for her. She doesn't care which one it is. She's like, I want you to care. And if you care, then I've done my job. And um, and people care. And I think that's uh, awesome. And I feel like they've really pulled the trigger on the four horse women this year. Um, and I'm just taking over and leading these divisions. Uh, like that's kind of what they needed. Because once Rhonda left, it kind of just fell. Um, so the four of them have stepped up and really just started making things happen again. So I, I, I'm proud of all four of them. Yeah, I think it's um, a perfect time to really showcase all all the four horsewomen, honestly. There are fans, like you mentioned, that just aren't really for it. They feel like they're being overexposed and it's taken away the other opportunities. But realistically, all four of these women, you know, I mean, you know, from a marketing standpoint, obviously it makes sense. You know, we talked about that earlier in the video, but um, they're all very talented wrestlers. They're very passionate and, you know, they they deserve the spotlight, especially because we're seeing it more so be like Becky and Bailey, who were the two least relevant of the four when they first started. So it's nice seeing them kind of get, you know, all this exposure, Um, especially like with Bailey lately, because she was the one I, I thought they, you know, dropped the ball on her when she first came up. And 
I kind of lost hope when anything big happened with her and they're finally like giving her a proper title run and everything. And, you know, Becky, you know, I was huge in the Becky, you know, um, back and I still love her, but it is really nice seeing her finally like get that exposure and and become a main eventer because she was the only one never to win the NXT women's champion. She, I believe was the last one to win a main roster champion and, it seemed like, you know, they were trying to do something big with her when she had went to SmackDown. And like you said, she was the first women drafted to SmackDown. And then she dropped the title to Alexa Bliss and this kind of, she became just another female on the roster. And, you know, they finally, you know, got dedicated into her push um, at SummerSlam uh, last year. So it is, it, it's, you know, she has come a long way. She's really evolved and that's what you're supposed to do as a wrestler. You can't just do the same character for years. You know, it gets very stale. So I, you know, I, I highly admire, you know, Becky. Um, I think they've, um, they, they, they've had some hiccups with the booking. You know, like we also mentioned earlier about, you know, the feud with Lacey wasn't something we wanted. I know a lot of people weren't a big fan of the whole bringing their relationship, you know, with her and Seth on TV as well. I think that, you know, kind of maybe hurt it a little bit, but I mean, everyone has their own opinions. Like I, I prefer the relationship to stay off TV just because it doesn't fit like the character, at least for Becky, her being the man and all, it kind of didn't fit her character and all. But I mean, I'm very, very proud of you know how far she's coming where she's at now i think she was definitely the right choice to be you know like the face of the women's division um i think oh go ahead sorry no i I was just saying i'm kind of thinking that maybe it's time to you know for her they pass the torch to someone but right now on raw there's really no one you know like we were just talking about how thin things are like Sasha was the perfect person and now she's on Smackdown Bailey's on Smackdown I you know as far as raw I don't want to see Charlotte with another title reign (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say anything I'm just kidding um well there's a couple things um as far as her booking goes, I thought her booking through the end of last year was amazing. I think that the Rumble, oh my gosh, like maybe it's because I was there, but I had complete goosebumps. Like that whole place was so loud. I never heard anything like that um, personally behind a person before in my life. Like every time she moved, punch, hit, like people were like, yeah, like it, it, it was, it, it was insane. Um, I was disappointed as a fan in her mania push. Um, I just think, or, you know, her mania build, excuse me. It was just all over the place. There was no continuity, uh, you know, leg injury, and then you're in jail, and then your legs healed, but now it's injured again, and then you're back to jail. It was, there were some good parts. Uh, you know, I love the elimination chamber, her coming out like Kill Bill and just, whacking them with that uh with that crutch uh i thought that was um pretty cool but um i I don't know there was just it was all over the place and i think as a fan of hers who felt that she deserved this felt that she deserved a good mania build um that made sense uh and to me her being the injured weakling 
uh, baby face has to overcome didn't quite fit the man uh, to me. Um, I don't understand why we couldn't just build it as these three badass women who are just three badasses and they're just all going to fight each other. Like, I don't understand why that wasn't enough um, and why they had to make the whole injury angle. Like, I, I don't know. It, and you could even tell through um, her comments and some of the stuff she put on Twitter, like, even she was kind of, like, frustrated with it. So, um, and that's, that's kind of what's cool to me. I think that's why she connects with fans is because she gets it, right? Like, even she understands it's kind of ridiculous and she's calling it out and saying, okay, like, let me go get my crutch. Like, you, you know, whatever it is, uh, you can tell she's even like kind of irritated by it. Um, so uh, I, I was kind of disappointed in, in the Mania build, but uh, I think Becky using social media the way she knows how is the one who got, her and Rhonda got that main event from social media building built the build uh through social media because they weren't doing it on tv and like i said the continuity was all off but them feuding on twitter was like in national headlines like it's just it was all over the place and um that's what got them to me that's what got them that main event uh that's what got it back because it was the longest build uh it started after rumble and they had all that time from january to april to build it Unlike, you know, Kofi, who was a complete accident as far as, like, him getting in it. Like, his build to me was absolutely perfect. And he had, I think, maybe three and a half weeks. Um, and it kind of shows you, you don't need that much time to build something good and organic. And, um, you know, I think the women just had a really long time. They were the only storyline going into Mania for almost two and a half months. So... The, the fact she's able, she has this ability to keep people, people interested and captured, no matter what they're doing with her storylines, is, I think, why she is where she is. Uh, she keeps people interested regardless, um, or she knows how to keep people interested regardless. Um, and then, you know, after Mania, like we talked about Lacey, uh, and I, I was kind of upset at first. I'm like, okay, whatever, it'll be one and done at Money in the Bank. Okay, okay, well, now we're at you know, whatever it was, um, stomping grounds. I'm like, okay, we're back again. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but okay. Um, it, I have mixed feelings about the Seth Becky thing because I know what she wanted from it. Um, and that's not necessarily what we got. She wanted, you have these two badass people who are just two great wrestlers and they're standing side by side and kicking butt. That's what she wanted. She didn't want the Michael Cole every 10 seconds, Seth Rollins' girlfriend and Becky's boyfriend and his boyfriend, and then, oh, here comes Seth, Becky's boyfriend. Like, she didn't want that. Um, and unfortunately, that's what they got. <laughs> uh, and so I kind of see why fans rejected it, because you're right, it does not fit her character. Uh, she kind of wanted the two superheroes, like, next to each other, kicking butt. Uh, and that I think people would have been more into uh, if they hadn't been mentioning their relationship constantly. Um, and the whole thing, like Lacey had extreme rules, like she's like all over Seth. And I don't know, it was just, it it became very Vince, uh, <laughs> if you will. Uh, you can kind of tell Vince got his hands onto that. Um, so I'm also kind of glad they dropped it uh, right after. Um, 
because even in the social media posts, I don't know if you remember those, like, I think there was one that said, like, Seth and Becky singing the tree, like, from WWE, and, like, Becky's, like, oh. tweeting them saying, can you guys stop, please? Like, <laughs> like she's really like, guys, stop. Like, so you can tell, like, she was just totally not into it. Um, So, but I, I, from a personal perspective, Rebe- I was happy for Rebecca because I knew that she always wanted to work with Seth. So I knew it made her happy that she was doing that at least. Um, it's just the storyline, the way they did it, uh, you know, was not uh, helpful to anybody. Um, but I absolutely loved the Summer Slam feud with Natty. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting to care about it as much as I did. I think they did a great job in building it. Um, Becky kind of playing more of the hill in that uh, um, in that feud. She was the antagonist um, and still getting completely cheered. Uh, <laughs> I think people were having bets like, oh, is Canada going to boo her? Is Canada going to boo her? And um, they pretty much cheered the whole time until she started trying to do the sharpshooter. And then, uh, and then she got some boos. People were not happy about that. But uh, she did it on purpose, obviously. She wants to get a reaction out of them. So um, I think she made Natty look – I think it – not that she made Natty. I think Natty stepped up in that feud, and she looked – great and I thought that was a great match um and then the next night when Sasha's music hit I think I might have screamed so loud like my husband was like in the kitchen I'm like (laughs) and he's like what's going on I think I was jumping and like I don't even know what I was doing but I was doing everything I was like Sasha oh my god like I was like she's really back like oh my like uh and um she came out and, and you know obviously with the purple wig and she hit natty and i was like oh my gosh she's back hill i was like thank you like oh i was so happy and then i think i got complete chills and goosebumps the moment becky's music hit and she came out talking crap and i see sasha turn around and start talking crap back and i was like oh shit i was like, excuse me for cussing but i was like oh my god like this is happening right now and because I've been waiting for Sasha and Becky to feud since Unstoppable. And um, it, I know how you said you thought Sasha should have won Hell in the Cell. I actually thought Becky should win Hell in the Cell. And I'll tell you why. Oh, I'm obviously biased. But uh, <laughs> um, storyline, remember I told you I like storylines, right? Storyline arc is Becky never beat Sasha. She's never been able to beat her. Um, Sasha's always beat Becky. Um, so I thought arc storyline arc wise it made sense for becky to now beat her um they i don't think they did a good job of building on the history that they have i thought they could have put more of that in there so it made sense to more casuals why becky should win that match um but um i didn't know where they were going with sasha so i'm like okay if becky wins like okay then what so it kind of made sense that they moved her to smackdown um I think everyone assumed she was going to lose because I think everyone thought Becky was moving to Smackdown um you know her and Charlotte because there was nothing but promotion of her and Charlotte on Smackdown (laughs) so I think everyone thought they were moving there um so that feud obviously was amazing uh I thought Clash of Champions that match was on point and then Hell in the Cell of course I think to me is match of the year at this point um uh I can't think of one that beats it. I think Eo versus Candice might be up there as well. Uh, that was an amazing match. Um, but uh, I'm and I'm enjoying all the four horsewomen stuff. Like I completely ate all that up as a four horsewomen fan. That 
the the tag matches, the the, the Madison Square Garden match, like it was amazing. Uh, I went to the SmackDown, the 20th um, anniversary of SmackDown. I was there, um, so I got to see all of them wrestle uh, each other. And I don't know, it's, it's been an amazing year um, for them, for Becky. Uh, now I think Bailey. I think ba- I think next year is Bailey and Sasha's year. To be honest with you, um, and I don't know. I, I Charlotte's kind of taking a back seat to a point. Like they kind of fit Charlotte in to give her a title reign real quick, and then they like. Um, I actually liked it because people were really mad about it. Some people were like, "Oh, they're just giving her a title reign," but she she did this interview like two or three weeks ago where she talks about it, all these short title reigns she's having is pushing a narrative for someone else. Um, it's it's giving Bailey the push. It's giving you know what I mean. Like yeah, she's getting the title reign. But it's not like she's keeping it and holding it hostage, as people call it. Uh, she's she's pushing someone else's story in some way. Um, it's benefiting someone else as well in some way. Um, and she's right. Uh, she, she, in the last year, I can truly say that Charlotte has actually given a lot. Um, she's lost to Becky. I don't even know how many times at this point. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, she put her over um, quite a bit. And then... Uh, uh, now Bailey, um, she's put over uh, a few times now as well, and I think it's just going to keep happening. I think her and Liv are going to uh, have a feud as well, uh, especially with Liv posting those photos of her versus Charlotte the last time they went against each other on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's coming, but um, I think right now Charlotte's kind of taking a back seat and just helping others at this point, and if she happens to get a towel rain in there to build her count, then she does. Um, mm-hmm. I think, that's, I think that's her role at this point is just to kind of take the back seat and be the queen when she needs to be and and then leave, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I definitely totally agree with you. Yeah, she is getting these title reigns, but they, you know, they're very short. Um, She, you know, won it at Money in the Bank from Becky and then Bailey cashed in immediately. Um, And then she had a very short title reign as of recently with Bailey won again and that helped you know, car- um, Bailey's um, character development into transition to a full heel. So yeah. I definitely agree with you about that. Um, I definitely think that next year seems like to be a good Bailey versus Sasha kind of rivalry. The, I think it's their year, honestly. I, I do think that Becky will probably walk in the 2020 as the Raw Women's Champion. And I definitely think she'll still have that spotlight throughout the whole or most of the year, if anything like that. Um. Charlotte, like she definitely, like like you said, she's been taking the back seat, and I think that's definitely you know a good route for her right now. It's just it's just not her time, and you know it. Just- I mean, she had the spotlight for three or four years. Uh, basically, when they called up to main roster, it was her and Sasha, and um, and so she knows that she's had her time. I don't know if you've ever read her book, but she said in her book, she's like, I can't wait to put Becky over. I can't wait to give her that and do that for her. Um. I, I it's actually pretty cool some one of my main bucket list goals is to meet all four horsewomen um I've obviously seen and met Becky quite a few times this year but I made that dream come true this year and then um I'm actually meeting Bailey and Sasha at Survivor Series uh their meet and greet so I get to check those two off so Charlotte is the last one <laughs> uh that I I have to meet um but uh, I heard that Ashley is one of the most nicest people and most kindest people, uh, and most giving person. Um, and unfortunately she gets such a bad rep because of the way she was booked. Uh, 
she gets death threats constantly like people just take it too far um and she doesn't deserve that and i don't know if you've noticed but um i've tried more and more to make sure i'm putting positive things um about charlotte constantly um on my timeline uh because even though i'm a huge becky fan i think a lot of becky fans and charlotte fans were fighting for so long uh it's actually funny i've actually reconciled with quite a few charlotte fans which is pretty cool um because just because you're taking sides doesn't mean you're not a fan of the other person um and i think there's a line people cross unfortunately uh where it gets nasty and people just say mean things uh because they're behind a keyboard and um i always want whether i'm responding to their kfob or not i I have to, I always try and do it in a respectful way where I'm not crossing a line. Um, and I have, people have to understand whatever Becky tweets out to somebody, that's her and KFOB. And people need to respond to her KFOB and not try and cross that line or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think that Charlotte gets enough credit, to be honest with you, because um, she is a huge giver. I think Sasha is a huge giver to be honest with you um another person i don't think who gets enough credit um i completely admit that sasha completely put becky over in that unstoppable match and becky didn't even win if that makes any sense mm -hmm. um uh i think her and charlotte are probably the best at doing that um making others look good uh not that the people aren't talented who are with them but they just know how to work with people i think to do that um and I don't know, they each bring something. I know you said some people feel the four horse women are being spotlighted too much. Um, there's a reason why they're leading the division to me. They're all in. Like when they're in something, they're in something, whether it's on social media, whether it's on uh, TV, like they get it. Um, her, Sasha and Becky almost killed each other in that cell, like, you know, for our entertainment. And I'm like, they get it. Um, I'm going to get total backlash for this, I'm sure, but it, I don't know if you saw, but uh, I think Sasha kicked Alexa Bliss really hard or something. I, I forgot. And there was like all this stuff. Oh, she hit her too hard. Oh, poor Alexa, poor Alexa. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, they're, they're wrestling. Like, it, what do you want her to do? Tap her? Like, I, so I never truly got that. Um, and that's why I feel like the forest women are in the forefront because it doesn't matter how hard they hit each other. Their fans get it. Like they were like, they went all out. Like that's what they're going to do. Like, it, I, I don't know. Uh, Sasha got hurt. I think. So and it, hell in the cell. I never saw any Sasha fan go, Oh, it's because of Becky. Like they know Sasha went all out. They know they said, okay, you know, let's do what we need to do and just be as safe as we can. Like, I, I don't know. Like, she, she, she tweaked her back on a chair like I, I don't think that's just part of what they do um and they get it and I think that's why they are in the forefront right now and that's why they keep calling others to step up they're like because they're not going to be around forever um I think unfortunately well not unfortunately fortunately and unfortunately uh being women wrestlers they do might they might want to have kids one day and they might want to get married and they might want to start families so I'm like unlike men uh who can you know step away for a little bit when a baby's born and come right back women can't necessarily always do that so um i don't know um 
we don't know how much longer they will be around. I think most of them are in their 30s except for Sasha. Um, and uh, they probably all have about five or seven more years, uh, in my opinion. And so they're going to do as much as they can and, and build that women's division up so when they are gone, you know, there's other stars, there's other people set, uh, ready to take over for them. Yeah, I definitely agree with you because it seems like with the women wrestlers, it's a little bit more unpredictable in how long their career is going to be, it, you know, because obviously when you have a kid, you're going to be out at least a year, then there's nothing you can do about it. And usually women are, you know, they more so actually will stay in care where in a, with men, you know, they'll have a kid, they'll step out for a month, maybe two, and then they mm -hmm. come back, you know, it's a little bit of diff, you know, it's, it's really different. Um. Like some women, they will have kids and come back, like Nikki James. Is Absolutely. An example. Um, but and there I, are some there, and that's the thing. There's some who have kids and they leave and just don't come back. I mean, I think uh, take Brie for example, Brie Bella. Um, she did come back for a little bit, and then she decided, no, I don't want to be away from my daughter, and that's completely respectable and it's realistic. Um, and um, you know, thank God Daniel was obviously able to come back because I, I cried when he when he retired. Um, I'm a huge Daniel Bryan fan, so um, it's kind of hit or miss, uh, and it's the reality of being a woman in a sports industry. Um, it's not impossible. Obviously, uh, there's plenty of moms out there doing a lot. I mean, look at Lacey. Lacey travels with her daughter um, a lot of the time, and she's doing it. You know, and um, so it's totally doable but uh when you're in when you're in your early 30s um like these like the four horsewomen are at least well except for Sasha like I said she's the youngest um I don't know I think they start thinking about those type of things and uh no one can put a timeline on it but them but you have to make the most out of out of it now and I think that's why they're trying to get other people to step up and they keep you keep hearing Becky say come at me come at me let's go let's do this and um stop crying you know when I come at you, you can't cry about it. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta come back. You gotta, you gotta step up. So, um, and there's some people who don't believe in that. There's some people who are like, just keep it in the ring. Don't worry about, so, like, because a lot of the superstars want their social media to be about them and people, their fans learning about who they are, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think Alexa Bliss is probably one of the biggest ones who just likes to be herself on social media and just let her fans, you know, learn about her. Um, whereas Becky's like, it's all work. That's it. That's all I've come on here for. She's like, if I tweet something, most likely it's about work, you know? So um, there's some people who believe in that and some that don't, but it's been successful for her. So they have to look at that. Um, it's a marketing tool, frankly, especially, especially when women aren't giving the TV time to, to build something or do something. It's a great marketing tool. That's how you get your name out there. It's how you get people talking. You're like, oh, okay, like, oh, it's pretty, like, I, I want to see this now. Like, um, so I think some of the some of the other women superstars are definitely catching on. I see, you know, Sonya's really out there. I love Sonya. Uh, so I'm really hoping to see them push her uh soon, uh sooner rather than later. But um but she totally gets it. She uses social media kind of in that aspect now as well. Um and some other ones do too. So hopefully. Yeah, because I definitely get what you're saying, because like um um, my wife is actually starting to become a Lacey Evans fan because of her tweets and the kind of stuff she sends out people. And I know she was doing some videos too. Uh, there's something about like she got pulled over by a cop 
Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Who I am. So it was, it was completely controversial. You had people in Canada. It was in Canada that happened. Uh, some Canadians who don't even know who she is, but it made the news. And they're like, oh, like, why would she treat a cop like that? And why, blah, blah. Like, you can tell the cop was totally in on it, first of all. Like, you, if you, you know, if you watch wrestling, you can probably tell that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there are people who don't watch wrestling who totally were like, who's this lady? Like, why? And why she? Why would she talk to a cop like that? And whatever. Um, but she got people talking. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, um, when you get people talking, you get more eyeballs uh, on things, whether they like it or not, whether it's bad talking or good talking, um, they're talking. And that's why I said, I think Lacey gets that. And her staying in her kayfob and doing stuff like that, I think um, is what she's going to, I truly believe that Lacey will end up being a superstar one day, like one of the top superstars um, through her kayfob alone. So um, I think she gets it. I, and, and I think that, um, if more women can get to that point, uh, I already think women's wrestling is the best thing on TV personally. Uh, <laughs> but, um, at least they have most of the most anticipated matches to me. Um, I think they've won in the polls for match of the night, the last two pay-per-views. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think even the raw ratings keep coming out and people are doing those segment by segment comparisons. And all of the women's matches are getting high viewership, you know, and people are dropping off after that. So um, it, it's saying something. And I don't know where, I think it's it's going in a, in a good way. If you watch the NXT women, same thing. Like, oh, yeah. they're putting on great matches. That I, I know you said you didn't watch last night yet. Not yet. But, oh, my gosh. That match with Mia and Io, I just, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. It was nuts. Um and it was so good, and I think it put Mia on the map, to be honest with you. It was totally a Becky-ish moment uh, with her, with the blood coming down her face, and just, like, it was so cool. Um, but watching her walk away from it and just being, like, so cool about it, and everyone's like, oh, God, she has a concussion, and <laughs> almost to the year uh, that it happened to Becky, it was actually like, oh, my gosh. Like, But uh, it made news headlines and everything, again, uh, for Mia. So um, these women are really going out there and just showing out. And I think they just deserve the spotlight more because uh, viewers are tuning in for them. Um, I keep telling people for the longest time, I think the storylines and stuff are getting better um, overall. I think um, they've made a lot of great changes, um, but the women are the ones who kept me watching uh, through this lull that they were having. Um, they kept me uh, uh, invested, basically. Um, there was a point where I watched the women's match and just turned everything else off. So um, at least now I watch it and I'll still keep watching like other stuff as well. Um, so uh, I think they're going in the right direction. So I just hope they keep going. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. They're definitely going in the right direction, especially in NXT with the women. They've always booked them very strongly. Um, main roster, it's always been kind of um, hit or miss. They'll go through the time period where they're booking them really good. Things are doing really well. And then things cool off a lot. Um, I, You know, things cooled off, like we said, after WrestleMania, but things have been heating up ever since um, SummerSlam. Yep. So, I think, you know, they're definitely going in the right direction with the women. Um. And I'm just, I'm just really excited to see where they go. I think, you know, 
they have a great opportunity to build up some of the women on Raw, considering it's really just Becky and um, Charlotte right now. Yeah. Build up someone else. I mean, maybe Naomi goes to Raw, and they need to put her in a storyline with Becky. Um, Naomi, live. I'm really looking forward to live. Uh, I would like them to do something with the Iconics. I have to be honest. I love the Iconics. Like, they're absolutely annoying, but I kind of love that about them. They have great character work. To be honest, they're great in the ring. I was like, if they actually let them wrestle, Peyton is wonderful. Um, but they don't do anything with them. When they had the tag titles, they did nothing with them. I'm like, how do you not have these two out here? Because they're, they're just these characters that people either love to hate or you love to love them. Like, you know, either or. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, and the tag titles themselves have kind of been a joke until they got on the Kabuki Warriors. I think them putting them on Asuka and Kyrie has been the best decision that they've made um, as far as those titles go. Um, I, I don't know. They, they've kind of brought some kind of prestige to them now. Um, and that's not on any other team, uh, per se. I just think that, um, the booking of those titles has been horrendous. Um, I think they were the most popular when they were on Bailey and Sasha when they first won them. And then it kind of fell off because they didn't really have them defending them. And then, um, they haven't really meant anything to me, at least again, until they got on Asuka and Kyrie. So, um, and obviously, uh, I post about it a lot, but I'm actually hoping that Becky and Charlotte are holding him one day, to be honest with you. Um, I'm a huge Charlotte Lynch fan. Uh, <laughs> so watching them kind of have this dynamic of them getting back together and kind of getting along, but they're not really getting along. And like, <laughs> I think it's actually a cool dynamic. I think we've seen it in the past, kind of like uh, The Rock and Mankind and like Daniel Bryan and Kane, like that awkward I really don't like you, but we're kind of tag champs. We, you know, I, I can see that with them because they'll never be best, best friends on TV again. But um, I can see that dynamic. So I think eventually they might get them. Um, plus, they've always wanted to be tag champs together. Even when they weren't, they didn't have belts. They were like, we should be the tag team champions. Uh, so it's actually pretty cool that it's an option now. But um, I don't know. They have to bring some kind of prestige to those titles because they kind of made them crap for months they, i think oscar and Kyrie are doing a great job of bringing that back and oscar with her being hill uh i think again it was one of the best moves that they've made the green mist thing i think is absolutely brilliant gross but absolutely brilliant <laughs> uh yeah she um i'm a huge oscar fan so uh i i, I was kind of mad about uh, her beating Becky at Rumble, and then I'm like, okay, but it's cool that she just put her over, like, great, and then they did nothing with her, and I was just like, are you kidding me, like, you just kept her off TV for, like, almost three months, she was the SmackDown champ, we didn't even see her, and I'm like, what, uh, so, um, it was a little frustrating, but, um, okay, she was off for, like, two months, but, uh, I, I think they're finally booking her the way she should be, um, and they kind of brought Kyrie along, and that was a nice surprise. So I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, I think they definitely are, too. There's no better um, team right now to have them titles on. I, you know, the Kabuki Wars are definitely um, revitalizing these titles. 
because honestly, like it, to me, it made no sense to take it out Sasha and Bailey just to do nothing with the Iconics. It's kind of like I assumed they had a game plan, and clearly they didn't. Yeah, I thought maybe they were just using them as transitional champions, and they were going to put it on, you know, the Kabuki Warriors a lot sooner than what they did. And they didn't. And they ended up they they teased it, and then they kept the Kabuki Warriors off TV pretty much the whole summertime. Well, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that. They were supposed to be on the Iconics not for so long. I heard that they were actually supposed to lose them to Nikki and Brie. But when Nikki was not being cleared, they kind of just kept them on them, waiting to hear what was going to happen with her. Um, and so when she found out she could not wrestle anymore is when uh, they were like, okay, let's just keep it on them until we figure out what we're going to do. So they didn't really have a plan B. Um, and again, that's just a rumor, but my understanding was they were supposed to lose them to Nikki and Rebella. So, um, and obviously it didn't happen. Um, and they just did nothing with them, which totally sucks. Cause again, um, I, I don't know. And they kind of made random teams. I, I kind of liked, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, fabulous glow. <laughs> I totally loved Carmela and Naomi together. Like I was like, this is, Nothing I would ever put together, but them dancing together with the glow on, I was like, okay, like, it's pretty cool. Like, and then they just ended it, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know. I, I think they're getting back there. Uh, they have to build that tag division a little more, which is why I don't think they've split Sonya and Mandy. Um, as much as I want Sonya to get her singles push, I think they need the tag teams. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see where they go, but I think right now the Kabuki Warriors are definitely the people that have them on, uh, and they're doing a great job with it. Yeah, I definitely couldn't agree more with you with that one. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps it up. I think we covered um everything about the invasion and definitely a lot more, which was really awesome. I mean, we definitely got to talk about the Four Horsemen, which was really fun. I mean, I, I never argue about talking about Sasha or Four Horsemen in general. <laughs> yeah, we covered, you know, um the tag team division i think that was really awesome stephanie so uh yeah definitely thank you for joining us today on the show it definitely means a lot because i know you seem to keep pretty busy so it was definitely nice that you made time to you know um guest on the show um do you have any um did you want to plug any of your social media any of my social media um well if you want to follow me uh i'm on twitter uh at the blhw and I'm on Instagram at the BLHW, uh, which stands for Becky Lynch's Hype Woman. So <laughs> um, I was given that name by a mutual, uh, and a couple of people co-signed on it and were like, yeah, that's pretty much what you do. So I was like, all right, well, okay, I'll call myself that. And uh, I haven't heard anyone disagree, so it's uh, kind of stuck. But follow me on there if you'd like. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely follow her on there and I'll make sure you follow us on Twitter at O-Face Wrestling and also look us up on Facebook. Um, we are not on Instagram yet, but I'm definitely um, planning on doing that early next year. And uh, yeah, thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you all next week.